From Relay FM, this is Virtual, episode number 57. Today's show is brought to you by Igloo and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Federica Vatici. Hey, Federica, how are you doing? Hello, Mike. How are you? I am very well. How are you? You tired? A little, yeah. It's been a <laughs> been big a, week for you, right? Been a big week, and a, and a, and I felt all the stress and just uh, you know all the relief uh, coming coming to me all at once after I was done with my iPad Pro coverage on Wednesday. Um, and yeah, I've been kind of catching up, you know, kind of relaxing, trying to see. What's going on in what's been going on in other parts of my life, such as email or you know Slack conversations, which I've been ignoring for the past two weeks, and then in general I've been trying to sleep a little more and kind of get back into some sort of routine. Good, uh, but I'm good, Mike. I'm happy and I'm and I'm you know catching up, catching catching back up with uh, everything else. So. Well, I'm pleased that you're on the other end of this. Yes, me too. <laughs> it's been. It feels so distant, you know. When we met in London, it mm-hmm. feels so like forever ago. It's a long time ago. It's a whole it lifetime. Like, it was like ten days ago. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, my my catching up, Mike, includes video games and yep. what's been going on, and you know, a few few links, some news. Uh, so I thought we should start with a uh, with a couple of links before we dive deep into the Nintendo Direct, which, uh, you know, it's a big comeback this week. Uh, mm-hmm. But before we do that, got two links for you, Michael. Um, so you, you remember my affection for the Metroid series and the Metroid games on, on Nintendo platforms. And you also know how sad I am that Nintendo is not making any more Metroid games. Well, actually they are, but, you know, it's like a fake Metroid game on the 3DS. So a bunch of folks... Uh, came together to produce this fan-made live-action movie. Uh, it's a it's an, a ten-minute video that you can find on YouTube, and it it stars Jessica Ch- Chobot. Would you say that Chobot? Yeah, Chobot, Chobot, Cho- one of the two. Chobot. Uh, it sounds Showbot. like Chobot. She's a Chobot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the Nerdist. So uh, it's a, it's a popular podcast network. What would you say it is? The Nerdist. Nerdist is more like an entertainment thing. Like they do all kinds yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah. Anyway, it stars uh, Jessica as uh, Samus Aran from Metroid, and it's called Metroid: The Sky Calls. And so, what they wanted to do is using a modern, instead of using a modern approach, right? Instead of uh, you know big budget recreating like you know, the feel of modern sci-fi space movies, they kind of wanted to do a 10-minute a uh, live-action video inspired by the movies and, the, like, the sci-fi material behind the original Metroid from the 19, 1986. So it kind of feels modern and retro at the same time, and for the most part, it's really well done, and it captures the the, the feeling of Metroid quite well. So uh, there's a lot of 3D graphics, of course, but you you get the Chozo uh, references, you get the sound effects, you get the typical Samus Aran uh, weapons and the enemies. So it's really well done. There's a few instance, instances where it felt kind of cheap to me. Uh, maybe some animations, maybe some 3D models, but for, for the most part, and I'm totally honest here. This is a much better work 
on the Metroid series made by a bunch of fans that what Nintendo has been doing in the past couple of years. <laughs> so <laughs> if you've been missing Metroid, go spend 10 minutes on YouTube and watch this uh, fan-made video because it's really... If anything, it'll it'll make you wish even more for uh, new Metroid games, or maybe it'll convince you to start playing some old games on your virtual console. I don't know. Did you watch the the video, Mike? No, I skimmed through it. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. really have the affinity for Metroid that you do, right? Yeah. So I don't. I didn't watch it because I didn't think I'd really enjoy it. But I took a look at it, and like the animation quality and the special effects, they look really, really good in in a yeah. lot of places. Like you can tell, a lot of time, effort, work, and probably money has actually gone into this. Um, I expect it's maybe a little bit more of a labor of love. Uh, but I think that they did a really good job of of capturing the world, I suppose. Yeah, it captures the the f- maybe the feel of Metroid, especially from the inside perspective of Samus, uh, really well. So you get all these uh, dialogues uh, between the actual Samus and the Samus in a video, and you're, you you don't know what's going on. Basically, the computer has been uh, taken over by we don't know what, and uh, there's a video feed of Samus being beamed into the visor of, uh, of you know, this, this uh, into the visor in front of Samus' eyes, and it captures, like, the atmosphere, the sound effects, the music, um, opening doors with your, uh, with, the, with the, with the, you know, the cannon weapon. Uh, it, it gets a lot of Metroid right, and you know, it, there's a bunch of, there's a few moments where I don't know if maybe, you know, they wanted to change things or maybe they didn't have the time, but it, the the Metroid hardcore fan in me was kind of, eh, maybe this, you know, these few details are not quite exactly right, but for the most part, 80% of the video, extremely on point. Mm-hmm. So, um Yeah. If you if you have ten minutes, go watch this on YouTube. Um, and again, go play Metroid Prime. You know the first one. There's a there's a, the trilogy on the Virtual Console for the Wii U. And if you have a GameCube, an original GameCube, even better. Uh, if you can find your original games, uh, or go play Super Metroid on a Super Nintendo or an emulator. But I didn't tell you this officially. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Metroid games, Mike. Eventually, will get one of one of these. I want to believe, um, you know. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm reminded of the <laughs> I want to believe uh, X Files poster. <laughs> you did one of those for um, Cortex, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I know the meme more than mm. the <laughs> more than the actual show where it comes from. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, the second link that I have for you, Mike, and we talked about this. Gosh, maybe last year, um, many months ago. So, a guy from Reddit found one of those basically unknown and never officially documented PlayStation SNES yep. pro- prototype units, and this happened maybe in May or July. Maybe in July. So it happened in July, and. This guy took a, took a bunch of pictures and people didn't believe that it was a real PlayStation Nintendo 
prototype unit. For those not familiar with the story, uh, it goes all the way back to uh, the days of the Super Nintendo and before the PlayStation was a thing, uh, Sony and Nintendo had made a deal. So Sony would make a, a CD add-on for the Super Nintendo and they even made an announcement that they showed a bunch of pictures. But the, the day after the a trade show where they confirmed this partnership... Nintendo basically, <laughs> you know, uh, cut the deal, left Sony on its own, struck another deal with Philips, and of course, you know, history uh, shows that the deal with Philips didn't quite work, work out for Nintendo. But anyway, Sony was so upset that they decided to make the PlayStation their own console, and to, you know, and, and it eventually became the PlayStation we all know and love, and, it, you know, it became a problem for Nintendo. Anyway, a few of these prototype units, uh, a Super Nintendo with a PlayStation add-on, an extension to play compact disc games, uh, they were produced, and according to rumors, it was uh, about 200 units. And this guy and his father um, had one in the attic at their house, and now they've managed to turn on the console and to play SNES, uh, SNES games on it. Uh, the CD reader is not functioning at the moment, but they're looking into, into restoring its functionality. And, and Gadget, as an interview and, and photos, and you know they played with the PlayStation SNES uh, at a retro gaming convention a few days ago. And it works, and it's real. They saw it, they talked to the guy, they talked to the guy's father, and everything about this story is just so... Uh, you know, a perfect storm of coincidences, basically. So his father used to work at this company um, where a former PlayStation board member used to be CEO. And apparently, for some reason, these uh, old, you know, PlayStation board member uh, left one of these prototype units at this company. And these uh, this guy's father, uh, when the company co- closed down, they auctioned a bunch of old stuff and he just got it all for like $75 a bunch of boxes with old stuff and inside these boxes was one of these PlayStation SNES units mm-hmm. and it stayed in the attic for like a decade maybe even more and now it's back to life and people on Reddit couldn't believe it because the guy's father uh, didn't know how to take pictures and didn't know how to record a video so the guy had to go back to his parents place it was just a perfect story Anyway, this console is functioning, and if you've been fascinated by this, it's it's one of those online video game mythical creatures or stories, like the the Atari dump in the desert, you know, with the ET uh, cartridges. That was real. This is also real. The Sony PlayStation existed for real. That's a there are prototypes at least one of them in existence, and they are working with an X-ray technician to inspect the CD reader and see what's going on, and if they can manage to read CDs or maybe even PlayStation games on this prototype, which is crazy. They're using all these complex techniques to make sure they don't break the console, that they don't fry the, the, the logic board. They're, these guys are awesome. Um, so, and Gadget has the full story here. Uh, if you if you want to know more about the PlayStation SNES, that's the place to go. And I feel like we're running out of, you know, stories and, like, 
memes and 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 you know there'll be beliefs. new ones there'll be new ones ah uh, you think so yeah I don't know I feel like with uh, with all these social networks and and videos on YouTube and everyone has knows how to take a picture mysteries are starting to become less and less there will frequent. be less urban legends I think yeah yeah because this was on urban legend right until yeah. it showed up same with the Atari story the ET thing yeah yeah the landfill in New Mexico yeah. you know <laughs> it was a urban legend but now nowadays I feel like everyone is a journalist in, in a way and it's, it's and it's very easy to spot you know, fake news, but it's also very easy to document everything, archive it forever, and I feel like we've lost some of that magic of urban legends and mysteries. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Should um, we take a break? Yes. Excellent stuff. Right. I wanted to take a moment to thank our first sponsor for this week's episode, and that is the lovely Igloo. They give you the internet that you'll actually like. With Igloo, you don't have to be tied to a specific desk or a specific location to get your work done. Wherever you have access to a web browser, you can see all of the stuff that you're going to need. You're able to see your task list. You're able to share status updates with your team about the sale that you just made. You're able to access documents. No matter what it is that you need, you'll be able to get onto your Igloo. Everyone is mobile these days, and Igloo is too. And talking about that, everybody uses apps these days to put their documents in, right? We love apps like Box and Google Drive and Dropbox. They allow you to take your documents and put them wherever you want and access them wherever you like. The problem with doing this is if you take documents outside of the company's security, that can can be pretty bad for everyone involved. So Igloo has found a way to integrate all of these fantastic services into their big, easy-to-secure platform, as well as having their own document previewing engine as well, which also supports red receipts, so you can see if people have seen the most recent updates to a document rather than having to run around the office to check who's seen it. You can also customize the way that your Igloo will look. Um, you can make it look and feel exactly as you like, and it will fit you know, all the branding and the colors and stuff that you have for your company or for your specific team. Teams. And you can also set up the functionality to work in different ways for different teams. So if the accounting team don't need status updates, uh, but they do need document sharing, then you can give that to them. If the sales team don't really share documents together, you can just take that off their group space. It's really, really easy. It's time to break away from the internet that you hate. Go and sign up for Igloo right now and you can try it out for free with any team of up to 10 people for as long as you like. Sign up right now at igloosoftware.com slash virtual. Thank you so much to Igloo for their support of this show. And Relay FM. So last night, Federico, there was a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, they're they're back. You know, it was kind of a surprise to because Nintendo made the announcement just a few days before the event, I think. And it was great to see Nintendo being back. You know, with live streams, YouTube videos, and and a real Nintendo Nintendo Direct with a uh, you know a few announcements for games on the Wii U and the 3DS. Um, and one one thing that kind of struck me is on the American version, uh, Reggie uh, Filzame from straight from the top directly addressed the the very sad passing of Satoru Iwata this summer, yep, yep. and they said we're gonna continue, you know, in the spirit of uh, you know the late president Iwata, we want to continue making Nintendo directs and bringing uh, them directly to you. I love exactly. that he said that. That was really yeah. nice. Yeah, but on the Japanese version, they didn't address uh, this at all. And I saw an article on Kotaku. So Nintendo does different versions of the direct stream optimized for each region. And 
on Kotaku, I read that uh, because they are, they they did already address the Iwata passing on a on a, I think on a Pokemon event. Um, they didn't feel like doing the same again for this Nintendo Direct, so they jumped straight into the action. Um, could be that you know it's it's a it's a cultural thing not to dwell on this type of thing for too long. Could be that maybe in Japan they already had an event where they, uh, you know officially addressed at the beginning of the video uh, what happened this summer. Uh, but anyway, it was a nice touch, I thought, in the American version, especially coming from Reggie. It made the entire uh, introduction a little more human, you know, and, and plus everyone was wondering about this. So no point in, in hiding. And my my general feeling is that I found it to be a very pleasant uh, Nintendo Direct. Uh, there was Reggie, there was Beltrinen, and maybe it's a little light on very big announcements. There's a bunch of crazy announcements, uh, which I'm excited about. Uh, but it was, you know, uh, like a, like an average direct, I would say. Yeah, I mean, there was there wasn't a lot of surprise, right? There was a few little things, uh, but overall, I think. That this Nintendo Direct, it kind of highlighted where Nintendo are right now, which is nothing for the holidays. Um, yeah. And they have a bunch of stuff happening in 2016, is and it's all Q1, which continues to highlight to me that 2016... Uh, there's a few things in Q2, but the majority of it is in... The, well, it's in at least they're, they're just showing stuff for the first half of the year. Um, and I expect that we're gonna we're gonna see some stuff about the NX maybe, but at some point I I think E three they will be talking about this project a little bit more. Um, but it, it's a shame there wasn't a ton there. I was hoping for maybe a little bit more excitement. I think, but I think I always do right. I always hope that there's going to be more than there is because that's just natural. It's like any kind of product introduction event. You're always hoping for the company to wow you in some way, right, that you never expected because we all love the surprise. So it was no different here, but they definitely had some things that were not unexpected, but things that people have been waiting for, right? And mm-hmm. and that that's kind of what the benefit of, of this event has been. So should we run through some of the stuff that was announced? Yeah, just uh, I have some personal highlights from yeah. you know my most interesting announcements. The first one is kind of obvious. There's going to be a Zelda Twilight Princess HD yep. remaster yep. coming to the Wii U, and it's been ten years since the original Twilight Princess, oh, which God. I yeah I that know. makes you feel old. Uh, yes, I I played and finished the game on the Nintendo Wii. So Twilight Princess was originally scheduled for the GameCube, was delayed, and it came out on a dual release on the GameCube and on the Wii. On the Wii, it had motion controls, not the precise ones uh, that the the platform later got with the Wii Motion Plus, but, you know, the basic one. So you could swing the, the Wii remote and you would perform a basic sword swing uh, with Zelda. It was no precise one-to-one tracking, at least, you know, Nintendo claimed, claimed it to be one-to-one tracking with the Wii Motion Plus. It was the very basic one. Yeah. Uh, but it was really fun. And one of the differences between the two versions, which were basically the same, but I, I think I remember they had to flip the the hand that uh, Link uses 
uh, in the Wii version, maybe. So, like, the entire world was flipped from left to right or right, right to left. Uh, it was a different orientation because they had to account for, you know, people holding the Wii mode in a, in a, uh, you know, with the, with the right hands. Uh, so I remember this difference. I could, I should maybe find like a more technical read for the show notes. Uh, but they were basically the same game, and I really liked Twilight Princess because it was a kind of dark and you know mature adult Zelda. As a, it wasn't a follow up to Wind Waker on the GameCube. It was a very different type of Zelda, more in the line of Ocarina, but not as creepy as Majora's Mask. Uh, it was, it wasn't like the same kind of darkness. It was more of a like a like a thriller, you know, like a like a mature drama. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the the key feature in Twilight Princess is that you can trans- transform in a wolf, so Link can become a wolf and and run through places where a human Link cannot go, and you get access also to different you know attacks and movements. And there's this Midna character, which also becomes a big part of the story. I really like the game. On the Wii U, it's getting remastered HD graphics. Um, there's going to be a new Wolf Amiibo. So you can you know, buy the Link Wolf Amiibo. Um, They're making a new Amiibo? What a surprise. What a surprise. But there's, there's an interesting difference here. So the game is coming out on March 4th, 2016. 2016 is the 30th anniversary of the Zelda series and Nintendo with a, with a 10 second teaser <laughs> also wanted to stress that the new Zelda for Wii U is coming out next year uh, there were some rumors of Nintendo wanting to delay the game until the NX this doesn't say that it won't be a dual release on the Wii U and the NX but still they wanted to say yeah the new Zelda is coming out next year guys don't worry about it um, so if you buy Twilight Princess some of the data that you save into the Wolf Link Amiibo will carry over to Zelda for Wii U, which still doesn't have a title, but still, Wii U Zelda. Uh, I wonder how and why, if there will be some sort of customization involved. Maybe you will unlock special items or special characters. No idea. Some of the data, Nintendo said. So, um, Also, speaking of that teaser... Maybe there's a, maybe think... it's like hinting towards the fact that it's a continuation of that story. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, Mike. No, yeah. no idea. Yes, it's, all we can do is speculate right now, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's smart, you know, to kind of get people to buy this game. I mean, Zelda fans on 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 the on the Wii U are so hungry for you know Zelda games. They're gonna buy it anyway. But now they have more of an incentive, I guess, with the amiibo and the transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, from the 10 second teaser that we got uh, for Zelda Wii U, uh, which you know was famously delayed uh, because Nintendo wanted to to and Eiji Aonoma, the director, wanted to put in more time into the concept of an open world game. Um, it looked a little more polished to me, and it looked perhaps a little more cell shaded, you know, graphically speaking. Uh, Which is probably the right way for them to go. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember them uh, doing this kind of, kind of toning down the cell shading, then maybe eventually getting it to a higher level with previous Zeldas. Um, it, w- it was the case, I think, with uh, Skyward Sword on the Wii and 
also with the with the with the Wind Waker remake for the the Wii U, they also changed the the gaming engine from the first screenshots and videos to the actual game game. It's kind of tweaking, you know, during the development process. Uh, but it looked. I mean, it was only a 10-second video of Link on a horse, um, but it looked nicer to me. So, uh, and and I saw an interview with Aonuma recently. He said, uh, "We have this twist on the concept of an open-world game, and I wonder what it is. I wonder." That sounds concerning. Oh yeah, <laughs> like a twist. Does that mean you couldn't do it? Like, what does that? M- what's a twist? Uh, is the twist uh, like uh, air quotes open world? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like you say, <laughs> oh, it's a twist on it's an open twi- world game. It's not actually open world. Like it's more fun <laughs> that way. Okay. Yeah, but there's an invisible wall at some point because yeah. it's it's a magic spell. It's not a game limitation. It's part of the story. <laughs> it's like I don't know why you need to twist it. Just make an open world game. Well, they say you know. there's a twist. You know, there's a twist. Uh, what do you think of? Are you gonna get Twilight Princess, Mike? I I feel like I haven't asked you, I haven't questioned you on your Nintendo game consumption lately. I haven't been playing a lot of games recently. I mean, mm. I know it's the same for both of us. But yeah. the thing is, like, I've never really been much of a Zelda person, right? Mike, you know why? Why do you do this to me? I, you know, we've been through this. Remember I played, was it Link to the Past? Link yes. Between Worlds? Link, Link Between, Between Worlds. Worlds. That was good. I mean, maybe I'll... I think I might skip Twilight Princess, but I will get the new one. Mm. Right? Because, you know, Twilight Princess HD... I want to see how it looks, um, but I, I, I don't know if I if I want to play a game that's 10 years old. I think I would prefer to play a game that was made now because I don't have the nostalgia for it, Right. Twilight Princess HD will sell for the nostalgia factor. I don't know if it's going to sell so much to new players. I don't know. Because I'm not interested in it so much. Maybe you could sell the game to kids. You know, it's still a great game. Uh, just like I, I know a lot of people, a sure. lot of parents who, who maybe play Wind, Wind Waker HD with their with their children. So, maybe yeah. I'll give it a go. I'm not going to make any judgment yet, but I know I I'm looking forward to the new one just because I'm I'm really interested to see what this twisting <laughs> open world game is going to be all about. Uh, see, Mike, I told you the 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 biggest reason for you to start a family is to have kids so you can play old games again. Yeah, yeah. That's I could the just single play myself. I don't the know. The single strongest argument in favor of a family, Mike. Right, okay. I'll bear <laughs> that in mind. Thank you. Um Splatoon, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it got more content. A lot yeah, more they like threw it out again, didn't they? Like it, it yeah, you know, they were like we said in the future, the future is now and they're like yes. so it's more maps, more weapons. Um, and like balance and stuff. The maps look cool. They have um, one area that I like that kind of is submerged in water. Half, like half of the level is submerged in water and halfway through the game, uh, more of the level appears for you to cover in ink. So it's, it's harder mm-hmm. to tell who's going to be the winner until the end yeah. because all of this new environment appears. I think that kind of sounds like a pretty cool thing. There was one little tidbit, Federico, that I raised an eyebrow so mm. Trinan said about all the updates that they've been doing, and he said, 
Though we're going to continue working on delivering free updates until at least this January. Yeah, I made a note here as well. What? Why? Why so specific? It sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't play this game, man. It's going away. Do you know? Yeah, I I was like, um, okay. What does that mean? Like, why? Why just this January? You, it's like, like a like a window closing. Exactly. You guys have and time until January. <laughs> like, why did he even say... I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. Uh, did, did I expect... It's one of two things. Either they just stop putting the time into... Well, it's one of three things. They yeah. either stop putting the time into the game, they have a sequel that they're ready for. You never know. Mm. Um, or the more likely one, I think, is they will start doing DLC. Yeah. I think, I that's, think that's more likely. Because he said we're going to continue with uh, with this... Did he say free updates? I don't. I don't remember. I think he just said updates. But I think that they're going to have DLC. Mm. That's what I think yeah. it will be uh, uh, in Q1 of next year to have some DLC, which they should do. They should have charged for some of this stuff. I think already. Yeah. You know, some yeah, extra maps or whatever. But the the game yeah. did start off with only a couple of maps, so they had to add some in. But yeah, I I think it's going to be DLC. Uh, just yeah. because more really, I like to think that the game isn't going away. Right? No. Because that no. seems that seems concerning. Because I haven't played Splatoon in a bit, which might be part of the problem. I don't know, but um, it seems like it's a good franchise for Nintendo. Yeah, it it really caught on with Nintendo. Yeah. Players, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. become a it's become a it's become a thing. People love Splatoon. In fact, there's going to be a, a Splatoon tournament. Yeah, they're doing a treehouse <laughs> tournament. But yes. I think the key part of this is that he mentioned, which is c- encouraging. They they said that by doing this internal tournament, they're hoping to set some rules for uh, tournament play. Hmm. So that was something. It, I don't think he said rules as such, but like they want to demonstrate how Splatoon could be played competitively. Yeah, so, I can imagine Splatoon being you know uh, used as a game in one of those professional competitions. Actually, yeah, I th- I think that they're hoping that they can try and make Splatoon like Smash. Yeah. Yeah, because Smash sense, right? will continue to sell because it's got that inbuilt community of, of players that want to play professionally. So I think it would be very sensible for them to, to try and turn their first-person shooter into that, but we'll see what they're looking to do there. Wouldn't be surprised if, if Splatoon 2 is a launch title for the NX. It would be a very smart thing to do, especially yeah. if they... It depends on their belief in both things, you know, both mm-hmm. the NX and Splatoon as a title. But, I mean, really, really, it should be Mario, because there hasn't been I one. know, I know. It should be a real Mario. We're like, delayed on Mario now. Yeah. Do you yeah, know? We, yeah, yeah. It's It's got to be coming. Like, new Nintendo console, if you want to make a, make a big deal out of, the, out of, you know, this new launch, you got to have a Mario game. So I was um, at the end of the vid- at the end of the direct. Uh, they had a kind of a teaser for a game that I'm sure we'll get to later. But it starts off and it shows like stars and space. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, it's gonna be Mario Galaxy. No, <laughs> no, it was something else. Yeah, yeah, no, I Mario Galaxy. I, I don't see it coming back personally. I don't know. It's I love Mario Galaxy like very deeply. I don't think it's coming back. Sorry. Uh, I think you're right. Another surprise of the year, Mario Maker. So 3.3 million courses are available to play globally. So these are stages made by people with a Mario Maker creation sandbox, which is a nice number, I think. You know, it's sh- I continue to see people sharing links 
two levels they made. And Nintendo has been has been thinking about this. So they made a new website, which you can access from your desktop, you can access from your Bumble devices, and it lets you search for courses, lets you apply filters, so you can, you know, uh, find stages with specific features. And then it's got a, it's got like an, an Insta paper button for these courses. You can save them for <laughs> later. And when you go back to your Wii U, you can find the course available for you to play as flagged in your account. So you can just pr- start playing on, on your console. It's really clever. And I wonder if, I, I assume there's going to be a new way to share links to like actual URLs to courses uh, on Twitter or Facebook. I don't know. It feels like that's going to be part of it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's coming in December, and I'm pretty sure the Trinan said we're gonna get new updates as we move closer to the update. Um, I think so this yeah. is a real positive thing. Yes. This is a move into the web. This feels this feels good. This feels like Nintendo listening to Dina again to me. I yeah. don't know. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. I agree with you. This is like, come on, guys. Let's sort. You know, let's sort this out. Let's actually put something on the internet. Right, so it's like a, it's it's more search tools, right, to find the, the courses and then the ability for you to to save them and then they appear in the game, which is very smart. This is the way that the game should be, but I'm just happy to see some kind of integration between the video games and the internet. Like that yeah. is a positive move from Nintendo yeah. in this regard. Yeah, I can imagine you know scrolling my Twitter feed. Uh, coming across, I don't know, some guy who made a Mario Maker stage. I see the link, I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I can just play later. When, I, when I'm at my Wii U, I find the course available to play. That, on paper, sounds like a good experience. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Nintendo, so th- this one I need to talk about. Nintendo Badge Arcade. So this is a, a, a crane... So it's a free to start. It's a free to start, as they like to say. Which is Nintendo's new lovely thing that they keep talking about. Yeah, free to start. I think Iwata actually started this free to start kind of tagline. It's a crane game that earns you badges you can use to customize your Nintendo home menu. Came out in Japan a few months ago, I think. And to many people's surprise, it was announced for the West this week and here's what you do you can play you have you get five chances a day to use the the crane to collect badges if you want to play more you gotta pay with real money and the game is constantly updated with new badges so the idea is to get people hooked and so they continue to play and they are happy because they can customize their home menu with uh, with these little badges, and you know it's like Nintendo Nintendo characters, enemies, items, and people love customization. People love free to play or start games. So in theory, people should get addicted to this type of game and should be happier in the process because they get a nicely customized home menu. Now, I'm not the type of person who will ever do this, uh, but hey, maybe there's going to be folks uh, into this type of stuff. And let me tell you, Mike, I think this totally makes sense on an iPhone, not on a 3DS. But where would you put the badges? On the 3DS, of course, but you will also unlock, like, wallpapers, ringtones, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. Also, yeah. Anyway, free to start. What's also free to start, Mike? 
is Pokemon Precross. Have I you ever... don't even get it. I don't. Have... I've never played Precross. I don't <laughs> okay. know what this is. This game seemed like a nightmare to me. Like, why? Why Pokemon? Like, you ra- you draw like a real low quality version of a Pokemon face. Like, I don't even understand why Pokemon are involved in this in any way. <laughs> it's like just to sell it. Like, I didn't get it. It was super weird to me. It's got three hundred stages, Mike. And you can add Pokemon to your party, and you can use their support skills. And yeah, it, it could have been anything. Like, it could have been they anything. Just threw the Pokemon on it, right? Yes, and it's a free-to-start game. Again, it launches in early December. In early December, and yeah, it's Picross with Pokemon, and it's free to play. So there you go. Um, before we talk about these other Wii U announcements, there's going to be a Wii U bundle uh, for the holiday season. That includes Smash and Splatoon. And they're, so, I think it's a Black Friday deal. Because they're oh, also selling, gee. they promote it as a Black Friday deal, the original 3DS XL, not the new one. Oh, yeah. Did you see yeah. that? I was like, oh, God, Nintendo, what are you doing? You're just making things so confusing. Yeah. yeah. I like, I know, they're, they're trying to get rid of inventory, right? So they're going <laughs> to yes. sell them at a real yeah. low cost for Black Friday. Which is a good deal, you know? It's still a 3DS. Sure, but it's like you're just making it harder for everybody. Oh, yeah, totally, but, you know. Surprised they didn't come out and say, oh, we've got a great deal on the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> remember remember when they did the Wii Mini, like, okay. last year? Yep. I, I still see the Wii Minis in, in Italy at GameStop. It's the, the red one, you know, the, mm-hmm. the new Wii. It's only Mini and red. Super weird. Uh, anyway, you know, the bundle, uh, keep, a, keep an eye out for Black Friday deals. If you want to get a Wii U, these are probably the best games that you can get on the Wii U. Uh, you know, Smash and Splatoon, you, you cannot go, go wrong, Mike. Uh, we have some more games to discuss, but I think mm-hmm. you want to take a break first. I do indeed. This week's episode is also brought to you by Harry's. But first, before I talk to you about Harry's, I want to talk to you about something called Movember. If you've never heard of Movember, this is during the month of November, you'll see guys uh, growing crazy looking moustaches in support of men's health issues. So people grow moustaches to raise money uh, because many people look silly with moustaches, unless you're Tom Selleck or something like that. And I remembered when I was working in a big company, there were lots of people you'd see them during November with, with crazy facial hair. Well, Harry's is the official razor partner of the Movember Foundation and they're also going to be donating money and helping raise awareness of this campaign for men's health so if you're looking to get involved in Movember you're going to need a really great razor to help you and you should check out Harry's Harry's delivers superior shave for an incredible price Harry's was started by a couple of guys who were passionate about creating a better experience without taking all of the money out of your pockets. So they went ahead and they found a great razor factory. They bought this factory and they used it to craft fantastic blades with great high quality shave every single time. They sell their products at factory direct prices so they only cost a fraction of the price of the big brands. A shaver with Harry's is going to save a bunch of money every year which is really awesome and if you use razors every day you know you want to keep changing the blades over so they don't get all scratchy on your face you want to do that frequently so having a razor with great blades which are delivered to you for free at a great price is absolutely fantastic over 1 million people have made the switch to harry's their website is super simple to use it takes less than 30 seconds to place an order and harry's really believes in great customer service and they have great products too they have a great look they have a great feel i love the way that some of their stuff smells like their moisturizer which i use um, and i use harry's razors to keep myself looking trim around the edges of my beard that i love 
you know, but you've got to keep yourself looking sharp, and that's what Harry's can do for me. You can get a great starter set. It's an amazing deal, and with our code that I'll tell you about in a moment, you'll be able to get your hands on it for just $10, and it includes a razor, three blades, and your choice of shaving cream or firming shave gel delivered to your door with free shipping. And Harry's also gives 1% of their sales and time back to the communities that they serve. Go to harrys.com right now. And as a special offer for listeners of this show, you'll get $5 off your first order with the code virtual at checkout. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, the code virtual. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show. So this may come as a surprise to you, Mike, a total Mm -hmm. shock, but Pokémon Tournament is coming to the Wii U. I didn't <laughs> expect. Well, I mean, we'd really? spoken about this, right? Mm. No, yes. but, but there was nothing to say that it was happening. No, but I mean, come on, they need games on the Wii U, and Pokémon yes. Tournament is crazy enough to maybe make people a little curious about the game. It's Pokémon mixed with Tekken, so you know. I had a question you... for you. Mm-hmm. Bill Bill Trennan said Tekken in a weird way. Ow. He called it Tekken. Tekken. Yeah, and he called Pokken, Pokken. And I'm wondering if that's like a Japanese thing. Like, oh, and that's yeah. how it's actually pronounced. It's has like to Tekken. be. It's, sounds more Japanese to me, Tekken. Yeah, you know? Tekken. I've always, I've always say Tekken. Me too. <laughs> and I, I think that might be the, maybe a Western pronunciation. But it just sounded interesting to me at the time. I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's all I have for yeah, you. Yeah, um... <laughs> I, I I always say Tekken. So uh, anyway, there's going to be. We, I personally I saw this coming, and there's going to be an amiibo card that um, lets you unlock Shadow Shadow Mewtwo. So you know, uh, it's coming in spring 2016. I'll probably get this game from the eShop. I don't know. Uh, Star Fox Zero, which was delayed, uh, got a release date. It's coming out on, on April to. Uh, 22nd, 2016. Maybe it looks a little better than maybe. The gameplay I don't know. footage that they showed looked better than the non gameplay trailer. So, then, you know, yeah. they created like they showed this little trailer, right? Which is like obviously non gameplay footage. It looked like a GameCube game again. But when they showed the actual game footage, that looked better than it had done in the past. And. They were sh- when they were showing off some of this, like they, you know, they were maybe showing it in a different way. I don't know, but it looked different to me in the way. It actually, looked quite interesting the way that you use the TV to see where the ship is in space, right? And you use the gamepad to look out of your con, your like your cockpit view, and you move the the spaceship around with the joystick. But you can mm-hmm. look around in the cockpit and aim and fire with by move physically moving the gamepad. It's an interesting game mechanic potentially is incredibly difficult to control but if it's not incredibly difficult to control that seems interesting i don't know hmm. yeah I, I i really don't know what to what to think of this game like, i don't think i'll get it I, I don't think i'm gonna get it yeah uh probably me neither also because i always hated star fox like personally i, huh. I always disliked fox as a, as a as a as a fox. Screw that <laughs> guy, huh? <laughs> yes. Uh, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam launches also in January. I'm gonna get this game because I love the series. But what I'm really happy to see is Final Fantasy Explorers 
Uh, it's launching in America in January with all the DLCs from the Japanese version. For those who don't know, uh, it's a Final Fantasy action type of game. Of course, you can unlock a bunch of classes. You can level up your characters. Um, and um, it kind of reminds, reminds me of uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles for, for the GameCube. So I'm going to get this one, but I didn't see a European release date. So I think I'll have to wait a little more. Fire Emblem Fates, uh, strategy game mixed with RPG elements, um, previously announced as a dual release with two games. Uh, now it has a third game. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem Fates Birthright, Conquest, and now Revelation. So, these are the same game, only each one exposes a different angle of the story. Uh, a different faction uh, of the, you know, uh, these uh, type of family, royal families that you gotta control and follow their storylines. Uh, now there's going to be a third one with additional juicy details about the story. <laughs> and and each, game, <laughs> each game is $40. If you buy one, you can get the second one at $19.99. And I presume uh, also Revelation is going to be available uh, as, a, as an in-game download at the same price. Uh, or if you don't want to buy them separately, you can buy the special edition at $17.99. Uh, um, includes all games and an art book and it launches February 19, 2016 next year and there's a bunch of uh, map packs coming Uh, also you need to pay for those so there's going to be a lot of Fire Emblem I thought (laughs) thought that this Fire Emblem Fates thing whilst it is could potentially be misconstrued as a grab for a ton of cash uh, is a really interesting thing. You know, like you have... Imagine in Pokemon, right? There's always two games in Pokemon, but they're the same story, right? But this is like, imagine that one of the Pokemon games is you play as the villain. That's kind of what it seems like yeah. they're doing here, right? It's, it's one war or one battle or whatever, and you can play on either side, but then the third game kind of shows some of the story of why it happened and what's going on in the middle. Um, seems really interesting. I think if you are a Fire Emblem fan, this is pretty sweet, right? Three games at one time? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a pretty huge deal, you know? You get a lot of Fire Emblem and a lot of story, especially, you know? Um, Gotta hope that story's good. It's turning it to you three times. Well, it has to be. It has to be. <laughs> this is a bit of a be. risk to take otherwise. Story yeah. sucks, but we're gonna tell you it in three different ways. Maybe that'll make yeah. you feel a bit better. I don't know. It can suck three times. <laughs> uh, it's gotta be a good one. Uh, I want to know what you think of this, Mike. The original Pokemon games, red, oh. blue, and yellow, are coming to the virtual console, and you know the Game Link functionality yeah. that allowed yeah. you to put in a cable in your Game Boy to transfer Pokemon, well, now it's it's going to be available in the Virtual Console, but it's going to be wireless, thanks to the wireless communication of the 3DS. And it launches February 27, the same day as the original Pokemon games. I'm not going to play these games, because, you know, the, the recent additions to the Pokemon yeah. ones are so much better, and they have so, you know, superior mechanics and controls and everything... But man, that music and that, I might give graphics. yellow a whirl, right? I oh, love yeah? yellow. I might I might give yellow another whirl. Uh I'm just happy they're doing it. 
right? Whether yes. I get them or not. And and they also said that they they went to great lengths to preserve the game. I'm sure, you loved it when they said that. Yes. As it yes. was, and the only thing that they changed was the um the game link cable because that doesn't exist anymore and i think it's nice that they kept that functionality in but adapted it as they needed to i'm I'm happy they're doing it i'm hoping fingers crossed that this is the first in a lot of news for pokemon next year it's the 10th anniversary um hmm. is it the 10th anniversary is it no it's oh is it 20 oh my 20, god 20 oh federico 20 years mike <sighs> <laughs> this show is making me feel so old today. It's the 20th anniversary of Pokemon. There's got to be a ton of stuff coming next year for this. And I really hope that this is just the first in a long line of announcements. Because well, 20 years, man. And where's my new Pokemon? Yeah, Surely there's a new Pokemon game coming next year anyway. I don't know. We haven't heard anything. Like well, that. I mean, they always do the two-year cycles, and they always announce it about six months before it comes out. Anyway, like they, they never leave it an incredibly long time to do like a full-on announcement. So you know, I'm thinking maybe before the end of the year, or maybe really early next year, we'll get some kind of announcement. Yeah, yeah probably. I think so. Uh, God, anyway, years, it's coming. Ugh. Yeah, I know it's great. It's crazy. Uh, so there. There's a bunch of other announcements. Bravely Second, uh, I'm really happy about this one. Coming Spring 2016, Dragon Quest 7, Dragon Quest 8, coming next year to 3DS. There's two last announcements. So, Hyrule Warriors. Uh, it's getting a new female Link called Linkle. Did you see this, Mike? I don't know what to think about this. I think w- it's good. It's good, but why isn't it just Link? You know, why the... Like, I, I would have preferred to, like... It's the same Link, not, a like, a lesser version just for well, the female audience. I mean, like, I think Link- just from a gameplay perspective, it would be difficult to have two different characters with the same name. Right? <sighs> I don't know. Choose, what do you, you know? Th- yeah. I feel like it just be able to choose. I don't know. It's a, it's a good it's a good thing. Of course, it's it's. A, I'm very happy to see this. I mean, obviously, it just feels like. Oh yeah. By the way, let's do a version for for the for girls. You know, let's make mm-hmm. a new character, which is probably not a big deal. But I feel like uh, I I don't uh, in my mind I imagine a bunch of engineers going. Yeah, let's keep the boy version for boys because that's cool, and we're gonna give this other version to the like. Why cannot Lincoln use swords and a shield? She should be able to be the the exact same character, which is not to say it shouldn't be a specialized character. It's just weird that oh yeah, by the way, we have a new female version and it's got this different name and it's got this other weapon and it's got you know shorts instead of a normal dress. Uh, because it's a female. Uh, it was kind of weird to me. I would have much preferred to just be able to say, yeah, now you can choose. And it's got the same equipment and it's got some differences, but it's not a, you know, could be that maybe just me. And it, it's a good thing anyway. Uh, and I want to see this, if they're really committed to this Lincoln character, I want to see Lincoln as a, as a main character option in the new Zelda game. Like I want to see Lincoln all the time everywhere. I want to play as Lincoln. Well, you know, it's it's awesome. <laughs> what if that is the next one? It should be. You Nobody know? knows yet, right? Maybe there's a twist. <laughs> Maybe that's the twist. Should I mean, 
if they really want to do this, not just for Hyrule Warriors, but all the time, make it a strong character, you know, strong personality, and let people choose all the time. Linkle, Linkle. I would have preferred personally like a single option. Link is universal, you know. Uh, but if they want to do this, should be in every Zelda from now on. We'll see. Um, the other announcement is Cloud from Final Fantasy VII is coming to Smash. And when Nintendo announced this, when the music from Final Fantasy VII, when the uh, artwork from Final Fantasy VII started, people were freaking out on Twitter, Mike. I don't know if you caught this. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah? So it's it's a big deal, you know, when every time there's some Final Fantasy VII-related announcement. Yeah. The music, the Midgar, which is the city of the game, um, it's a very big deal because it's 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 a fantastic game, Mike. It's a fantastic story. Uh and obviously, uh, Square Enix is working on a, on a remake for PlayStation 4. Uh, now you're going to be able to use Cloud in Smash. It seems like you can use two versions of Cloud. One from the main game, Final Fantasy VII. One from Advent Children, which is the uh, full uh, full motion video thing they did uh, like in the PlayStation 3 days. Maybe 2006, 5, I would say. Um, it's a movie, basically, computer graphics um you can choose between you know costumes uh you can use the 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 buster sword of course uh and there's a i really like the detail of having uh cloud's special moves the limits they're called with the original graphics and the main the menu and the interface of the playstation uh, one the psx game really nice touch it's coming to smash there's going to be one last video update about Super Smash in December. So even in that case, it looks like they're wrapping up the work on the game, at least in terms of video announcements and, you know, special uh, characters and so stages. They might put one or two more in right, yeah. before the end yeah. of the year, but then yeah. that might be it then for a while. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, Mike. This is the Nintendo Direct. So how do you feel about it all? Um, there, It feels to me like they're... Using everything they have, but they're working on the next big thing, you know? They're just... It looks to me like a company trying to figure out the last big shots. So Fire Emblem on the 3DS, uh, this Zelda remake on the on the Wii U, but they're working towards another goal, which is to prepare for the Nintendo NX. And on these other platforms, they're kind of using everything they got, you know. So Amiibo, uh, Animal Crossing, Happy Home Designer, and Amiibo Festival, they're doing all these Japanese games coming to the West. So Bravely Second, which came out last year in Japan, um, they're doing DLCs to expand content of existing games. And all the other releases are kind of minor ones. So Star Fox, Pokken, uh, Nintendo Badge Arcade, Pokemon P-Cross, these are minor games. Uh, so it looks to me like they're focusing on giving people with existing games more content with updates and DLCs and having some new games, but they're not really, you know, high-profile games. They're like, uh, you know, just to kill the weight in the meantime. That's what I feel like. No, yeah. that, nothing is... It's all kind of like March, April time. It's... it's Yeah, they're all coming in Q1 next yep. year. Yeah. So... I wonder what's going to happen in Q2, Mike. <laughs> no idea. Uh, E3, probably, and people getting excited about... And then maybe no games at all on the Wii U and the 3DS. We'll see. So that's that. I mean, I was hoping that we might see... 
something uh, mobile related, but but no, we can. I think I can kind of give up on that dream for the time being. Yeah, um, we have yep. to wait. Just gonna wait on that, and we'll get our Tomodachi life. What was it called? To- Mitomo. Mitomo. There we go. Mitomo. Utomo. We all tomo. Uh, so we have to just wait and see what we get there. But yeah, I don't know. It was. I mean, it wasn't what I kind of wanted, I guess, but it was what I expected it would be, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, which was like a end of the year update. Yeah, yes. an end of the year update, highlighting what they have, um, and really highlighting what they don't. Yeah. So that about wraps it up for this week. Um, if you want to find our show notes, you can head on over to relay.fm slash virtual slash 57 if you'd like to find us online. Federico is at Fetici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. And we'll be back next time. Thank you so much to Igloo and to Harry for sponsoring. And thank you for listening. Say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci.